What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Burnout Brighter Podcast. My name is Matt. I'll be your host for this evening's events. If you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for checking us out. We're a podcast all about video games, mental health, and other stuff that we think is important or pretty cool. You can catch us on Spotify, Google, Apple, and all of the other major places where you can find other podcasts. This week, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Darren. Hello. Hello, Darren. Hello. Uh, Destiny is not with us again this week. It's another. It's another boys. Boys, Darren, Matt, boys, Travaganza for the boys. FTB boys. Jo- boys show. Boys date. You know what happens on boys show? We run too long. We always run, run long. longer than we should. Well, on that, boys that days. too. That too. I was going to say baseless speculation. But yeah, also running too long <laughs> because of baseless speculation. They go hand in hand, my friend. They do. They, they On sure the do. show this week, we're going to be talking all about next gen. Is there a Switch Pro? When are we ever going to get PS5 and Xbox Series X news to further the speculation? What's going to happen? Where did I leave my car? Yeah, dude. Where's my car? Followed by news all about Apple versus Epic and the games that were announced at DC's Fandom over the past weekend. This week, sadly, I'm sure as you've already noticed, Destiny is is not with us because her her battle against Settled Lady has taken a turn. What kind of turn? It's violent. It's it's a turn, all right. Yeah, like I I don't even know. How much of Destiny is going to come back? I hope it's at least like, at least a good a good bit of her. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like maybe if she didn't have hands, like you could, you might be able to survive a little bit. But like if 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 she lost her like head, that that'd probably be a pretty big problem. Uh, but it depends if just the head came back, because then we could still do a podcast. That's true too. Right. Uh, no, but for real, Destiny had some stuff to take care of this week. So we will be back next week. So for anybody, please send her some some sweet loving. Send her some good vibes because she she needs them against that old lady. But we are going to start sure this episode. Yeah, sure does. As we always do with some random questions, which I've totally, as always, prepared for. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of responsible Dar- for that right now. Darren. I'm I'm gonna ask you a question, okay? Okay. If you had to make a game Jeez. that that had your favorite things about games and your least favorite things about games combined, what would that game look like? So, like, if if it was like I'm thinking like a rhythm game where every note was a microtransaction or something <laughs> for it. But but again, it has to be balanced enough that you would play it, enjoy it, but still complain about it. Well, it probably looks something like the Avengers game. Because <laughs> you son of a bitch. It, it, I of course I had to drink some water right then. I almost just spit taked all over the computer. It's got some of the best things I like about games, like big team, uh, like like teams working together in like an asymmetrical way, 
and it's combining like my love of comic books but then mm-hmm. also with my least favorite things like microtransactions and games as a service and uh bad business decisions so i feel like they already made that game so i i have something to confess <laughs> uh I so there's so Avengers continues to to make very weird um marketing deals. The latest one that I've seen is that they've teamed up with Five Gum. Did where, they really? Are you are you yeah, joking or is this serious? I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. And oh, if you buy God. the Avengers branded Five Gum, you can get exclusive stuff including like a theme. Oh, and God. uh I'm not going to lie. I asked Aaron next time he's at a convenience store to buy a bunch of five gum and just send me the codes and I'd pay him back <laughs> because I at least want, I at least want the theme because the theme is actually pretty cool. But at this point, I'm also just curious to what else is there. Um, so five gum, the, the official I, gum of the Avengers, I guess. I, I stand by my statement. <laughs> my, my assertion stands. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you because I, I understand okay. your feelings quite a bit. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Matt. I got a question for you now. All right. Um, so you're lucky that I came up with a different question because originally I was going to ask you to, about something to do with grapes. Um, and then I thought up something a little bit better than that. Um, <laughs> this is so, about raisins. The evolution of race. So, I'm tired. I'm just waking okay. up. You're getting ready mm-hmm. for bed. I, yeah. This is my question. So I'm going to ask you about waking up. So, okay. you're waking up. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. What? What? <clears throat> sorry, I've got granola stuck in my throat. What video game character did you? least like to see staring over you when you wake up in the morning oh jesus what an uncomfortable question see like my <laughs> mind immediately goes to like wario or waluigi because there's something deeply unsettling about both of them um <laughs> like i'd i'd be i'd be more unsettled by seeing one of them than like waking up and seeing like pyramid head mm. um because like if I wake up and see Pyramid Head, like I know I'm probably dead. If I woke up and saw like Wario or Waluigi, I'd be terrified about what I missed. Um, and and what they may have prepared for me because they wouldn't kill me, but I feel like they would make my life a stinky, rotten hell. Yeah, and they would uh, want you to live as long as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I that that's gonna go. I'm gonna just gonna go with my gut. I would say either Wario or Waluigi. Uh, bonus points for both of them because they would be hoarded to for just one of them I, the both of them together would would have do you even thought of the smell psyche. have you thought of the yeah, smell see, of wario's that's, breath that's, in your face and, yeah exactly that's in my head canon that's the reason why i woke up i was like oh god what the fuck is this oh my god and that fucking thing would just be looming over me and like whispering and like I, I can just see like I would I imagine like seeing Wario's face first and then Waluigi's long fucking face and neck would kind of like crane around him and like it would just be ugh. 
Like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to sleep tonight um, because I feel <laughs> like this is either going to haunt my dreams or this is a terrible setup for some prank. So thanks just for that, prank, bro. Darren. It's just, just a, a prank, prank, bro. That's just life sometimes. <laughs> In the words of my very genius grade fives last year, who once looked at me, nice. he literally looked at me once and he just said, teacher, that's just life sometimes. And I was like, <laughs> you're right. You're right, kid. Right. It is. It well, do Darren, be like that. Those were some questions that we just did together. So because I know we're going to talk a lot more later about things. So let, let's let's keep the let's keep the train going. Let's keep the ball rolling. Let's keep this rock raging. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. That's cool. All I right. Do. Darren, no. what's new? What what have you been up to? Well, <laughs> okay. Um, I don't want to talk about this too long uh, because it seems like uh, my Final Fantasy has gone from uh, just a, a a social a social natural curiosity to a full on addiction, and um, I stayed up till like uh, the wee hours of the night just leveling my crafting skills and. Um, getting mad at it but still continuing on with it why are you getting really... mad at it because like when you get to level 50 in your crafting skills there's like a huge difficulty jump in crafting them and you need a bunch of new gear to even like meet the requirements to start crafting the item let alone completing the craft and i spent like two hundred thousand gil just like buying gear getting Holy materials Jesus. to get Wes to make them for me so that I could craft one thing. And did you craft it? I did. And I lucked out. There was a 40% chance that it was going to be a high quality item and I needed it high quality so I could get the master tome for that class. <laughs> Alchemy, by the way. And uh, I got it. And I got the tome, and then I saw everything in the tome. I needed like an extra hundred craftsmanship rating, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And uh, I'm gonna go back to playing um, the story. Right, you, you spent a minute crafting now. You seem to have this recurring oh. thing of of doing monotonous shit for long periods of times, like like with Death Stranding and the roads, and now this with the crafting. Yeah. Was it worth it? I do. I think at some point it will be. Hopefully, I am just, <laughs> I've got this feeling inside of me, and I'm like, this has got to be worth it, right? Like, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna matter. I did this, right? I'm gonna just hold on out. to that little hope. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just praying. I'm like, I I'm hope be so. a God fearing man for a little bit and be like, please. Let it be Dear. worth it. I hope it's <laughs> worth it. Are you going to try and go after one of the other crafting classes now, or are you all crafted out? I'm going to probably be crafted out for a little bit, but in order to like let, because like you've been playing, and you're probably going to talk about that in a second, but um, mm -hmm. to give you some more time to catch up and to give some time for Alistair to catch up, ask to catch up, uh, or me, because I'm pretty far ahead. Um, in the story, I, I'm like trying to do some crafting so I can like play the game, but 
also like do something else that's not progressing the story. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I'll, awesome. Probably I'll probably level up a little bit more of a different one. Just just a little bit, just a wee bit more crafting. And then we're going to talk to you. Oh, I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. And you're going to be like, I've been up for 36 hours crafting. It happened again. Yeah. <laughs> it always happens. It always just happens. I never plan on it. Right. Well, cool. And, and so that's it. All, it's just been Final Fantasy all day, uh, all time. Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah. You know what? Yes. 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 I'm going to say yes. yes. Matt, what have you been up to? <laughs> Man, I have had a roller coaster of a week, my friend, of 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 vicious highs and and soul crushing lows in in my video game life. Let's let's Boy. start. Let's start. Uh, okay, I platinum Ghost of Tsushima. I'm now That's done up. with it. I did not 100% everything. Like, there's some banners you can collect and some like artifacts and shit. I didn't get all of them. I got enough to get the platinum, but I did not platinum. collect all of them. Platinum, yeah. I was gonna say just plat, and then changed halfway through, and that's what happened. <laughs> um, I loved, loved, loved Ghost of Tsushima. I thought the story was great. I thought the ending was satisfying. The gameplay had me hooked the entire time. Um, and like I said, I'm not one usually to go for the platinum at all, but like I finished the game, and that was probably somewhere around 65% of the way to the platinum. And I took okay. a look at the trophies, and I was like, all of this is really doable, and I managed to get to the plat within a couple hours. Um, awesome yeah i really 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 loved it and i'm super amped on that co-op mode coming and i'm definitely gonna go back to it so if anybody's still on the fence the game is great uh like you said i've been playing even more final fantasy senna and i continue to go down the rabbit hole we we finally hit uh level 30 which which let us get our jobs so now i have become a a scholar i am a scholar you healer you scholar yeah me being a healer um, and, and a gentleman. It's yeah, it's pretty fun. It's it's really cool so far. So Sen and I continue to get through the main quest. And like we've done a couple dungeons with you, and we've done a bit with Al, but like that we've also done a few with just some random people online, and like they've been super wonderful so far. Um, it was really, really nice. Like, especially after like stuff like Rocket League, where the online community can be a bit toxic sometimes. It was nice to be like, literally, we hopped into a dungeon, and the guy was like, Good morning, everyone. Please follow me. I know what to do. Is this your first time? And I was like, this is beautiful. This is so kind. <laughs> um, so we've been really, really enjoying it. So we're definitely going to keep going with it. Uh, Senna was actually funny before the podcast. She was like, don't run too long so we can play for a few hours before bed. And I was like, I know. Don't worry. But we are going to run long. Because gotcha. boys do on boys, on boys day. Well, tell her. Keep it a secret between us boys. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to. And then uh, and then my, my roller coaster continues with Fall Guys. Because I keep playing fall guys i've literally hopped in for at least a couple matches every day um because that right. game is wow. so much fun and i literally went like a three or four day span without a single win and like i was getting to the point where i was just like i had i had a bunch of close calls and then a few days ago the world stopped and everything clicked and i went three in a row and i was Ooh. like and the funny thing is, is Aaron messaged me that morning and he was like, dude, I went three in a row. I messed up on the fourth. Like there's that for anyone who's unaware in the game, there's a trophy or an achievement for going five, five row, five wins in a row. And it's something like five on rows PlayStation, in a win, five rows in a win. And it's something on PlayStation, like 0.1% of people have this trophy. So That's I was a ridiculous like, ask to do. That's absolutely ridiculous. 
Yeah, yeah. It's not because the thing is, it's not like fifty percent of it. I would say is is skill based. The rest of the fifty percent is luck on a getting the right games. B your teams being good when you do get team games, and then it's just it's a string of things that have to line up properly for you to be, even get yeah. close. So I got three in a row, and on the fourth one, um, there's mm-hmm. a, there's a finale called Hexagon. So I made it to the last round, and they loaded in with twenty people for a finale, which I've never seen that many people in a finale before. And I made it to like the last three remaining and I messed up a jump and I plummeted and my heart sank. I was sitting there and I was just like, this is probably the closest I'm ever going to get to that stupid trophy. And I want it. I want it just for the six satisfaction of having it. Because like, I'm pretty decent at Fall Guys. So like, I feel Hmm. like it's, it's within the realm of possibility, even though I know it's not. I want to believe, Darren. So after, after. I believe in you. After days of fucking losing, I literally went like three in a row and then screwed up on the fourth. But maybe maybe one day I get this. Be, ha- be happy with those three because some people out there just haven't gotten a win before at all. They're sad and don't want to play the game. And but those maybe people... one day. Maybe one day you get this. I hope so. I hope you're right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I continue to uh, like absolutely love that game. Uh, and the last thing that I want to touch on... Sorry, I'm going to lie. I'm going I'm to liar. Second last thing I want to touch on. Uh, <laughs> I picked up a Razor Kishi uh, for anyone who's aware of what that is. Basically what it is. What is that? I have no clue. Let me, t- let, let me tell you what it is. Uh, okay. Imagine a Imagine two Joy-Cons that are that are strapped together that you can extend these things and put your phone in the middle and it connects to your phone and it essentially turns your phone into almost like a switch oh um it's it's super cool it just came out a couple months ago and i've been eyeing it um and with xcloud coming now and uh and like for me also like doing stuff like remote play and even uh shit like chrono trigger which i bought through the the through the play store and nice of the old republic there's stuff that i want to play on my phone but like the the touchscreen touch interface, yeah. yeah, it's just something I could never get over. Um, so I picked it up, and it feels great. the The controller feels like well made, and like it it does make it definitely better to play. And now I'm excited to actually spend some time playing games on my phone properly because I've literally probably never done that too much. Um, so if anybody's curious, uh, and like I said, I'm gonna I started testing XCloud a little bit. It's worked great in some instances not so great in others uh but i'm gonna keep playing with that's the latency not bad so the the kishi actually like goes in through usb-c so it reduces the latency of it being like a bluetooth controller so it actually hardwired connects to your phone um and i managed to play through like the first level of halo like the original and i played it through on normal and it was fine like it was it's not obviously latency was okay like it wasn't too laggy yeah, yeah, it was all right. Wow, good. Yeah, so like, and again, but, but like at the same time, I tried playing it again later, and maybe it was just where I was. I was in the office at work trying to play on, you know, on on lunchtime, and that yeah. it like was barely fucking hanging on. But again, like our internet there isn't the best, so like, again, I'm gonna continue playing with it, but we'll see. Uh, the very very last game I want to touch on because it's a game that I've immediately fallen in love with is Spiritfarer. Uh, oh, the game you picked was. That up. 
Yes, I picked it up. It was shown off at the Indie Direct, right? The the Indie World. Thank you. Uh, And I saw it and I immediately became curious about it. So I went ahead and picked it up and it is wonderful. It's for anybody who's unaware of what it is. It's like a, it almost looks like it's hand-drawn. And basically what the game is, is you are the new, um, like, spirit fairy you're guiding spirits to death and essentially what the what the game is is that you have this boat which you're able to upgrade and like different you invite different spirits on and they manifest the forms in the forms of like animals so the for the first one that you'll meet it's like a deer and essentially what you do is then it becomes like a resource management game you have to be able to you have to get the resources to build a farm you have to get the resources to build like a sawmill and like different things and you're essentially uh boating around this map going from place to place and discovering new islands and like you know looking for resources while you're trying to keep your spirits levels up so that they're happy and you begin to learn more and more about them and it's i haven't i've all the spirits that i have with me so far i haven't helped any of them pass on yet but i can already tell that it's going to be devastating every time because even now in the in the way that these characters are written the writing is incredible and it's it's a very bright and cheery game for for one that's main focus is on death, um, but you can like I'm starting to see the undertow with the, with the themes and what it's going for a little more and more as I play, um, and like there's one character that like one of the characters that I was with for almost the, like the whole amount of time that I've been playing, we I'm trying I I don't want to spoil anything but I'm going to keep it very surface level essentially like you come up against something from their past and the mission or like your, 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 that kind of mission ends. And the character literally says to you, I, I have to be alone. I can't talk to you right now. Like, like basically facing their trauma, they had to like, they said, like, I have to go shut down and there's nothing you can do to help them. It's literally, wow. just, it's literally just like the, the men, like the mission says, like, wait for them to be ready to talk to you. Wow, that's really in- that's an interesting way of handling it. Yeah, like they literally they're just like I need to be alone right now. It's nothing that you did. Like I, I it's nothing against you, but I I need some space. And they just go and like they're they're they they have like cabins on the on the ship. They're the doors locked. You can kind of see their shadow and moving around at points and stuff, but like you can't talk to them, you can't see them. So basically you carry on helping the other spirits who are also on your boat because there are multiple spirits at a time. Um but like it's an incredibly beautifully put together game and like it just oozes love like i can't recommend this game enough um if you're at all curious check out a trailer and i'll definitely keep you guys posted as as i continue my my journey through it uh mop garden who was on the show a little while ago has also been playing it and we've been talking on twitter a little bit and we might do a spoiler cast on it once we're both done uh so keep your eyes yeah keep your eyes uh, in ears ready for that but if you're at all curious about this game, it is beautiful and it is unlike anything I've played this year. So go check it out. And that ends awesome. my rock walk of talking about shit. <laughs> no, that sounds really cool, though. I, I really appreciate the game handling it that way because that's a really realistic way of approaching uh, these kinds of problems. I feel like games fall into the trap too much of like, you can solve everyone's problems all the time. And it leads to a bad way of thinking of like a savior mentality when some people like they just need to be alone there's and it's not on you there's nothing you can do about it 
And that's what I mean. Like the writing is superb and like the animations are also incredible because like you, you like one of your main mechanics is being able to hug the spirits and like seeing how each one of them reacts to a hug. Like some of them will embrace you out of the way. Some of them kind of inch back before they like kind of fall into it and stuff. But like the character literally tells you like, I can't handle this right now. It's nothing that you did. Please just give me some space. And again, there's not like you can't go make them food to make them feel better. You can't like get in to go and try and talk to them. And like, like literally the game stops you from being able to interact with them. So like, I'm both like looking forward to and dreading the first time that I actually send my first spirit onwards. Um, Cause I have heard like, it's difficult. Like, yeah. It's a, it's a difficult experience. Um, so okay. like I said, don't let this, if the subject matter seems dark or dour, don't let that stop you because the game isn't dark or dour. It's, it's a very, colorful and bright game and like the writing is really funny and really heartfelt at points um but it is going to be one of those things that i can tell it's going to hit me when that moment comes but yeah anyways darren what i want to talk about as we talk about you know souls parting we are we are yeah well we're, we're we're getting to the point where we're going to have to say goodbye to this generation right these consoles mm. are also on this boat getting ready to, to sail off into the, into the ocean blue. But I want to talk about what's coming next. Fuck this shit. I'm done with this. Let, let them go. I'm amped. I'm ready. Like I'm next gen. I want new, new flashy things. Give me jewels. I, exactly. Give me all of the flashy things. I want it. I want it now. I want new. Uh, so what we're going to be talking about is, is all about, next gen we're going to talk about ps5 we're going to talk about the series x but where darren where darren i want to start darren darren where i want to okay. start is i'm going to start with pulling from a news story from ign uh, by the way of matt perslow matt writes new nintendo switch to launch in 2021 claims report nintendo will allegedly launch a new version of the nintendo switch in early 2021 according to a report from economic daily news the new version of the switch will enter production later this year and is set to launch at retail in the first quarter of 2021 um essentially and moving on a little bit uh sources say that the new version of the nintendo switch will feature improved interactivity and a better quality display there's rumors of it being 4k um with kind of like a switch pro so that's that's all i want to pull from that article because darren what i want to know is we already know ps5 is coming we already know the series x is coming nintendo is the biggest kind of wild card in the situation going into the next gen and I want to know what you think. Do you think that the Switch Pro is a real? Because it's been like touched on by people like Jason Schreier, who like doesn't miss. Um, and it seems to be that this thing is real. There's no official confirmation yet. But what would you want from a Switch Pro? And and what I really want to ask you, because you know Nintendo much better than I do, is what does improved interactivity possibly mean <laughs> well i am quite titillated by the possibilities of a, a new switch pro i think that uh inter- <laughs> improve interactivity man that's such a loaded statement um i do also want to say that bloomberg was corroborating this story as well and when you have uh yeah. you know websites like bloomberg and Forbes and like non-gaming sites starting to corroborate it. That's a pretty good sign that things are happening. Um, I think that 
first of all, I, I don't think that the upgrade's going to be as big as people think it's going to be. I think mm-hmm. that it's going to be much closer to a 3DS to new 3DS scenario, where it will be an improvement. There will be games that run better on it, but there'll be very few games that are exclusive to it. Um, because the Switch has not been out for a super long time. Um, and Nintendo said in previous interviews that they want to support the Switch for many years. Um, so I think that anything that they add is going to be quite light. I think that 4K support is going to be more like, oh yeah, we support 4K in the sense that some games might be able to like run a little bit better or not be as washed out on a 4K television. I don't think in any regards is it going to be playing games natively in 4K at all or anything close to that. Um, right. Considering that, seems that, like, that seems like too much of a step forward in a scenario where like they need these games to also be able to run on handheld. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and PS4 pro and Xbox one X already struggle with running 4k. Like you can't tell me that they're going to be able to, do a native 4k system in a handheld that's just like not happening i think maybe inter- improved interactivity i'm predicting um better like joy con shapes and better joy con build like maybe uh there'll be a better grip to it so maybe it'll extend a little bit further if it's going to be like a pro model they're probably going to worry about portability a little bit less Right. Um, because they have the Switch Lite as their main portable SKU and the old school Switch as a middle ground. So I think this will be less portable. So I'm predicting like the Joy-Cons will probably be uh, built with better grips on them. Maybe they'll extend a little bit further out from the Switch to be able to still be docked into current model docks. Yeah. And um, maybe there'll be some uh, improved much functionality or like better uh display and i think that would in nintendo's eyes be enough to uh argue for improved uh whatever the word that i forgot was interactivity see interactivity you you know you want to know what it is for me though like any other company if this was playstation or xbox i would easily say that's probably what it is nintendo Mm -hmm has done such weird shit before that if there are you if if what's being tossed around is improved interactivity how you interact with the console right it's not <laughs> saying like like yeah. it's not going to be improved ergonomically or it's not going to be more comfortable to play right like they're right. saying improved interactivity is is the is a phrase that's being thrown around so like for me like are they going to put like a friggin' heart rate sensor in it or are you know <laughs> what i mean like i i feel like it's going to be something like whoever would have predicted Labo, you know what I mean? Like I feel yeah. like it's gonna be something more out of left field that like I'm struggling to even really think about what that is, just because yeah. like I literally have no clue. And like I say heart rate sensor like half jokingly, right? But like, are they gonna be like, yeah. oh, yeah, like Link runs faster if your heart's beating fast or whatever the hell, right? Like they've been doing this whole health side of it with you know with the um with the ring con and stuff so like i genuinely really wonder i think a step up for the switch makes a lot of sense especially at a time when next gen is starting on you know 
home consoles on the home console side. Yeah. It's been what three years, four years since the Switch came out. Twenty uh, seventeen. Three. I think it was twenty. Yeah, so like three and a bit. I think this yeah, is the so fourth like, year. Yeah. yeah, so that means that like we're we're getting yeah March third, twenty seventeen. So like this March will have been four years. So like that's a pretty good time for them to do uh, an upgrade. Um, like you said, I'm I I think they'd be pretty ridiculous for them to put too much exclusivity on there like i'm kind of expecting third party games to live more on that pro maybe that's a way for like for them to have more parity with at least current consoles for third party stuff um yeah because it might just be an easier way for them to afford it yeah i like i can't imagine their first yeah their their first party stuff will be monumentally different because like the Switch install base is massive. I can't see them trying to leave that behind and trying to push people towards the Switch Pro already. Yeah. They'd lose a lot of goodwill. They'd lose a lot of people like that are just not willing to upgrade when they already have one. Um, and like, I think, but, and it, it, cause like, I know that they usually go out of left field, but they don't normally do that with their SKU upgrades. Like the only time they did anything out of the ordinary for a SKU upgrade, I'd say, was like when they went from DS to DSI, where they added like a whole bunch of random like cameras the and camera things and into stuff, it. Right? Yeah. Um, but it's because of the fact that I don't predict that they're going to want to get rid of their current install base uh, that they kind of can't really add much because anything that they add, uh, if a game they they can't make a game that revolves around it. Otherwise, it would alienate the people that already have a Switch Lite and a Switch. Because it's not just like, this. yeah, the Switch has been out for four years. But what, the Switch Lite came out, what, last year? Something like that, yeah. So, like, what, you're just going to release a new SKU and then a bunch of people are going to be left behind, like, within a year? No, that doesn't make sense. So, yeah, that's a good um, point. It, it's not, I don't think it's going to, like, Nintendo goes out off the wall at the start of a generation. But usually for SKUs, they're like... It's pretty like the, the point I'm trying to make is like I don't think anybody should get their hopes up for anything like leaps and bounds ahead. It's gonna be a small increase. Yeah, I think you're probably right. What do you think about software wise then? Because this year has been and that's that was the other part of the report that uh right. I, that I read elsewhere was that they're essentially gearing up for a massive 2021 after a very quiet 2020. Um and like hmm. stuff like um Jeff Grubb on Twitter, who's been leaking shit left, right, and center all summer, basically said was it Jeff Grubb or was it Emily and one of the other Twitter leakers? But one of them I was reading, they basically said that Pikmin, which is now coming out in October, was supposed to be slated for like April. And once Corona started, they essentially pushed everything back everything to back. be able yeah. to have something for this fall. Like Pikmin is going to be there. And like the, the the rumors around this like Nintendo 3D All-Stars collection are, are fever rampant, right? Like, I mean, I feel like that yeah. collection has to be real. Um, and it's probably yeah, the, coming the this Mario year. One. Yeah, the Mario collection that's supposed to be like 64 Sunshine and Galaxy all rolled into one. Um, so so then if if they're saving a lot of their stuff and they're kind of letting this year be a wash with whatever they've got left in their tank, um, what do you think the launch lineup around the Switch Pro would be? Like, do you think we would see Breath of the Wild 2? There was like a collector's edition that was rated or something recently. So people started speculating that it's coming sooner rather than later. And if it's using the same engine as the original Breath of the Wild, I don't see it being that far away. Uh, what do you yeah. think they launch? What What do you think we see in the first couple months of next year with, of Nintendo, especially if they're going up for a, a, a pro launch? Ooh, that's such a hard 
such a hard question. Such a hard choice. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, because I think it's like a timing thing for them, for sure. Because when Corona hit, they got everything. Everything got delayed. And I think you can really see the result. Like, Because I know in the report that you're talking about, they said that um, they're trying to focus on getting things ready for the Switch Pro launch. And that's what they're really going to support. Like they're going to have like a yeah. lot of good games, high profile games ready for that. Um, and I think some people are saying like, oh, it must be like they're trying to make it so it, it's all ready for that new hardware. Uh, but I don't think that that was planned first. I think you're right, Matt, when you're saying that it was more of like a Corona thing where these games probably were slated to be sooner because of Corona. They're like, we might as well just push it, just have a strong lineup when we're launching our new SKU to try and promote people to buy it. And we can kind of show, look, yeah. these games, they do play a little better on the new SKU. Maybe you should pick up the new SKU. Um, yeah, because part, part of that report was also saying, like you said, like there's going to be games for everyone was something that I was reading. Like there's going to be games for the hardcore. There's going to be games for the more casual gamers. So like, it does seem like they're going to try and have something for everyone. So my hmm. question then is, do you think we see a new Mario sports game of some variety, right? Like with all we've really seen on the switch so far is tennis and like yeah. a Mario sports game, a sells like crazy or even like a new Mario Kart, where like, that's very quote unquote casual, but the hardcore also buys into, right? Like, do you think we see a new Mario either, either yeah. sports or like a new Mario Kart alongside the pro? If I was a gambling man, if I was a gambling man, I think that's a great prediction. I think Mario Kart is something that we'll see because the only Mario Kart the Switch has had was the port of eight. Um, I think that uh, we're going, we're definitely not going to see Metroid Prime because that's still not uh, ready. There's been like um, hirings at Retro Studios for positions uh, that you need like during development. They're not yeah. like post production yeah, yeah, yeah. hires. They're looking for um, like lead producers and stuff. So, yeah, so they're they're still like early days with that. Unfortunately, it does make me cry a little. Um, and I do think that we're going to see Breath of the Wild too. I don't think it's going to release and date with the new SKU, but I think they're going to have it like early, like released not too long after. And for more of a left field prediction, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict we're also gonna have Bayonetta three. And we're going to have uh, Pikmin four. You think they'll do four soon after, right? Soon, like so soon after re-releasing three. I think that's why they're re-releasing three. I think they're re-releasing three to try and have four because back like five years ago, there was an interview with Miyamoto who said that Pikmin four basically done. Like it's it, Pikmin four is basically finished. Right. Like we're we're almost finished, and that's five years. So like. Where I mean, is it? It's gotta. Where is it? <laughs> right. Yeah, and like, oh, so I I actually yeah. do think that we'll see Breath of the Wild two day and date because I think it's a little too perfect that Breath of the Wild was the game for the Switch when it came out, and to have its sequel be the game for the Pro, I think makes a lot yeah. of sense. Oh, you know what they're gonna do instead? Skyward Sword remaster. Yeah, there are there are rumors that because it is Zelda's 35th next year that they, we might see a style collection that we're supposedly getting with Mario this year. Um, yeah. I'm I'm really really curious to see what they do um, because 
a strong Nintendo is just, it's a good thing for the entire industry. So I, I'm very, very curious to see what they're going to do. And especially because there are rumors. So now we're currently recording it. It's the 26th. There are still heavy rumors of a direct coming on the 28th, which will be the day that this podcast comes out. Um, so once that happens, we will be reacting to it. So look for a follow-up episode talking a little bit more about that. So I don't want to speculate too much more about Nintendo because we're going to see theoretically in a couple days or today if you're listening to this. So Lord knows what they're doing because they've been very quiet this year. They're, oh, for they're sure. still doing huge numbers. They're still doing huge numbers with the likes of Animal Crossing, but it's been a minute that we've gotten something substantial Nintendo for fan. it. Yeah, as a big Nintendo fan, it makes it really hard. I want to know more, and we're just like begging for news. We don't even know who the next character in Smash Bros. is yet. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Again, that's coming from a Nintendo fan. And Nintendo, I mean, this isn't even going to be technically next-gen, which brings us, Matt, to something that you know more about than I do, which is yeah. Sony, who right. will be next gen. So yep. Matt, what what do you what do you think about Sony? Like, first, I think I have a big question for you. And do you think we're gonna find out about price and release date, and what's it gonna be? So I am I am getting increasingly not worried, but flabbergasted is the word i'm going to use because i was dead set on them doing a presentation late august which is now late august like i don't know how much longer you can wait like even outside of like and they're still adamant there's literally an interview a few days ago with the with what was it jim ryan i think who basically said it's still coming this year and they released a new trailer not a new trailer but a new like commercial for it so like they're adamant that it's not being delayed, that this console is still launching this year. Um, I'd like to say that I think I remember predicting that we'd find out in September. Yeah, you did. I do remember that discussion. <laughs> um, so I'm super curious to see like when we're going to finally get it. Because if this thing, let's assume, is launching early November, which is still when I think you know early to mid-November, like it has to be before Black Friday. Retailers got to mm. get pre-orders in, right? Retailers got to find out how many consoles and how many units they're getting. Like this, this kind of behind-the-scenes stuff can't stay quiet. You know what I mean? So, like in in my mind, retailers know similar to how much we do right now because these things leak like crazy. So, if somebody had an eye on the price already, you better believe it'd be out there alongside a release date. Yeah. So, like they're they're running they're running low on the clock here, um, and especially because we also don't really know the launch lineup like outside of oh. uh miles morales spider-man. The Sp- spider-man game and things like bug snacks we don't know what's launching for it and again there's interviews and stuff going along that playstation's five's library and its launch lineup is supposed to be spectacular so there are now heavy rumors that demon souls will be launching alongside the ps5 because um, initially was- that was 2021 didn't it wasn't it I don't think they dated it. Have dated it all. Yeah, I don't think they dated it because the Korean ratings board had just rated it, and people basically went back and looked like when did when was it rated to like when it came out, and the previous like three or four examples were all within three months. So yeah, and like and from what other industry insiders like Imran Khan were saying that like that this game was always planned to be a launch game. So if mm-hmm. they, I, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't give it date 
uh, once they showed off the trailer. But again, maybe they're just yeah. waiting to be certain. I, I like, we have to find out in the next month, right? Like, it has to be early to mid September. I don't know how much longer they could possibly wait. Yeah, I was, like, re- I was reading online people saying that it was June 2014 or whatever, June 2014. They already had uh, pre orders and price and all that information for PS4. People had their pre orders yeah, like it, locked by June. Cause came, yeah, because it came in a three. E3 is when we found out the price and the launch and everything, right? So which was yeah, and the console came in November. There was no E3 this and like <laughs> so people are people are pointing to Nintendo as a way of them being like because we only really found out about the Switch in January and it came out and out in March, so two months is kind of like it's been shown to be done. Um, so we'll see yeah. we'll see if PlayStation and Xbox follow suit because I'm I'm dying to get one at launch, obviously, um, but I like I don't know what else they're going to have around launch. Like for me, like Spider-Man, Demon Souls, uh, Bug Snacks, uh, you would presume maybe Ratchet and Clank might be around there as well. That I think was dated for 2021, wasn't it? I feel like all these games were dated for 2021. I don't remember seeing many dates at all. That's why. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. I'll do a quick fact check. Already there. And it's slated for... Nothing, nothing. No release nothing, date. Right? We don't have it. So I guess and it could and, be a and the reason, the reason why I'm thinking is because there's supposed to be a gameplay demo coming up during Gamescom opening night live. It's been confirmed to be there. So like, if you're showing, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like, if it's if it's slated to be there, you assume that it's it's relatively imminent if they're doing a full gameplay demo. Um, I can't think. imagine there. I can't imagine them showing it off and being like summer 2021. Like that seems a little far away. Um, so yeah, it was also the only game in that state of play other than Gran Turismo that was from Sony studios that actually had gameplay. Right. Exactly. So I, I think, I think that might be around there too. So like, let's theorize for a second that within the first, let's say it comes out mid, like mid November, and let's say, you know, by the end of December, if we have Spider-Man, Demon Souls, Bug Snacks, a bunch of other indies that we know are going to be there as well, and Ratchet and Clank, it's a pretty strong launch lineup to have in your first two months, let's say. Um, yeah. And also, that's, again, I, I think we could add, we could possibly add Gran Turismo 7 to that list as well. That was also not slated yeah. for a release date. Right. So that's a great point. Um, so that that's a pretty strong launch lineup. In the first couple that's months, um, that's better that's than really the PS4's launch lineup for sure. Much better. So, Darren, what about you? Like, when do you think we're actually going to find out when this thing's coming out? I th- I'm still thinking September because, yeah, I think I think any closer than that would be absolutely ridiculous. Like, the, I mean, it just wouldn't make sense. You got to go before October because that's when um, quarter changes over. So, mm-hmm. um. Actually, I think that's the end of the fiscal year, but I'm not 100% sure. I always forget. Or fiscal year March. Anyways, if it's they got we got like more than two months is uh, it's kind of ridiculous, and uh, you do want to do that uh, Black Friday hype and stuff like that. So yeah, it's got to so be September. Do, do you think they have any surprises left for launch? Do you think there's anything that they haven't completely shown off, or maybe something that we've seen a bit of that is going to come? in the first couple of months that maybe we're not expecting? 
Do you think they have any surprises maybe, left? Maybe one. Maybe one, but I do not think any more than one because I feel like if they had it, they should have shown it off already. They had their PS5 state of play. You think that's where they would want to build excitement for that thing? So if they right, if they like, if they had it, why? Like, I don't see any benefit to showing it unless that's like maybe one to give like a little bit of an extra push to keep the conversation going again for launch. But I think it would be a little silly to hold your cards this close this long. Yeah, price I, I, I agree. It, but like, no. yeah, I I would agree. I think there might be something left, but again, like I I don't really know how substantial it would be because you're gonna want to generate marketing and generate hype for something like that. Um, Jeff Grab over on Twitter, who's been doing his summer games mess again, one of the leakers, um, aping the summer games fest, has this thing <laughs> where he says like he has like a calendar of everything that's coming, and he's 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 now has Thanksgiving on there that says. Families cry into their turkey dinners as they still wait for Sony and Xbox to announce their prices. <laughs> Which, I mean, is is pretty hilarious. Um, and, like, what I, I think that's the last big question that I want to touch on before we move on, Darren, is, is price. Yeah. Do you think, do you think this is going to be... Because some people are speculating that is it going to be $499 US or $599 US? Because I think a $599 US console... That's risky business. I, I don't know if they're going to want to go that high. Um, what the the PS4 Pro right now is three ninety nine US. Uh, let me How double check that, but I believe you're right. I think it's three ninety nine. Yeah. Um, because what I would think is it have PS4 Pro at three ninety nine, and then. I think what they would do is drop PS4 Pro price, maybe like 300, 350, and then the no disc PS5 SKU will replace it at 399. And then I do think the PS5 will be at 499. But I think that at 499, they're going to be taking quite a loss on each console sale. I, they definitely don't think they're selling it at a profit at that price point. And I think. I do think that Microsoft has actually manufactured the cheaper console. So I think Microsoft's feeling confident, and that's why they want Sony to announce it first. Because yeah. I think Microsoft's Series X is going to be a 499 as well, but I think their Series S is going to be like way cheaper. I think it's going to be like 350 like going to undercut the low-end model of PS5. See, there's rumors that that thing's supposed to be like 299, the Series S, which is their yeah. currently unannounced, but everybody knows about it, second SKU, right? So like like we said yeah. with PS5, you have the PS5 and you have the PS5 just with no digital drive, like with no with no optical drive, right? Um, yeah. So like, do you think we're going to see fit 100 bucks between the two? Yeah, I think because that's totally I possible. I like definitely see that. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 50 bucks. They're going to be like, get it with a disc for $4.99, but get it without a disc for $4.49. Oh, you think Oh, you think the PS4's, sorry, the PS5's price difference is going to be closer? But I mean, in terms of like the PS5 and the PS5 digital, let's call it. You actually think it's going to be that close in price point, like only like $50 I think, difference? I think it might be. I think that the only way they're going to make discless drive 
attractive and to compete with Microsoft is they're going to have to lower it by a hundred. I think. I think you're right. I mean, I could. See, I think. I think. I, I think you make 50. sense. But like, I could also just see it being fifty. So let's let's use that. Let's use you bringing up Xbox as a reason to transition over to Xbox because the Xbox Series X is coming this fall, right? It's still slated. Mm. The Xbox Series S is the worst kept secret in in gaming right now, <laughs> where like everybody knows it exists. And for anyone who's unaware, Xbox Series S is supposed to be their lower end skew, right? It's supposed to be slightly worse kind of thing, um, but it's supposed to be the kind of the the intro model what the you know if, if you're not ready to spend you know 500 bucks for example you can pick this up instead so there are rumors and i have seen kind of speculation saying that like it might be as low as 299 us which i mean if they release mm. a basically next-gen console at 299 us that is massive oh for sure but, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> what i want to know is let's say you pick it up outside of game pass which we both said before is probably the biggest reason to pick one up i mean there's nothing to play in terms of yeah i know i agree um i think that's their biggest problem like they were going to have halo infinite now them losing halo infinite yeah it's a huge deal that's a huge huge deal um i'm trying to look at a list right now of all the confirmed launch titles and like there's nothing really there. There's nothing really there that's like standing that, out to me. And that's the problem. I think they were feeling good about Halo. I think they were like, this is going to what's, you know, is it, we're going to launch with it. It's going to put us back on the map a little bit. And I think after that negative, generally negative reaction online to its trailer, I think mm. they're kind of taking a step back, which is interesting because like they're doing a lot of really cool things with xCloud, with Game Pass. And they've been acquiring studios, but like, I almost wonder, like, is the lower price point going to be enough for someone who already has an Xbox One X to go pick it up, right? Because especially you have to assume that most of the general consumership who goes out to pick up a console, right? Like the mass, the, the, the general mainstream isn't going for launch date most of the time, right? They're going to hear about a game no. and that game is going to cause them to go pick up a console, Right. If they're hearing about Spider-Man, mm. if they're hearing about Gran Turismo, right, and they go hear nothing from Xbox and they'll be like, yeah, I'll pick up an Xbox later. Do you think that this could potentially cause them to stumble coming out the gate like they did last time with the Xbox one? I think it could. And I think that's what, yeah, that's why it's so important for them to have a lower price compared to Sony, because it's really going to be price that sells them. I do think that if they have a cheap enough model, will be a lot of people that will buy it just because it's like I can save a hundred dollars if I buy this and like I will get game pass with it or whatever and I'll get all these games that's super attractive even if they don't have the launch titles I think that's attractive enough of a promise that people will buy it but only the price is good because if I can't play anything on it right now like I need something to, to 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 put that carrot in front of me. Yeah, and do you think maybe like them now knowing that? Do you think they'll bundle like six months of Game Pass? Do you th- do you see them like possibly doing that? Like to possibly take a hit on, to take a hit on it now, right? Because like again, especially yeah. if like with Halo coming, right? Do you think they're gonna be like, okay, well, you know, get six months of Game Pass, play whatever you want to play. So what uh, you know, 
when Halo comes and now you have to start paying for Game Pass, guess what? You're going to be like, well, I've been loving Game Pass. I'm going to keep using Game Pass. Um, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what's going to happen. And also, it's to make it attractive to people that think, well, I mean, it's super consumer friendly that Microsoft is allowing everything to be like pretty much everything to also be on PC. But you don't really need a Series X at all if you've got a strong enough PC. So like pairing it with great. Game Pass is going to be important too. I think they'll do that. I think they will. And I think that it, it might work. I think and they can actually get out of this without Halo if they do that. What I really, really wonder too is, and and there's some speculation going around, again, like good old Jeffy Grub Grub, who I keep calling back to on this episode, but basically said like, there are some massive Game Pass announcements apparently in the works. Um. So there's heavy speculation that they might be trying to go after third parties a lot more to get them day and date on Game Pass. Could you yeah. imagine something like the new Call of Duty or the new Assassin's Creed being day and date on Game Pass? Like, oh, yeah, you buy a PS4. Look, it's expensive and you have to pay for Call of Duty. Come to Xbox, you'll get a cheaper console and you'll get Call of Duty free. Or exactly. you'll get like the new Madden free or something like that. And like, yeah, that's going to sell a ton of people because they've been super, super business savvy and super consumer friendly with a lot of their decisions over the last couple of years. So, like, I would assume that they know the landscape that they're going into and they're finding a way to make it sound nice for you to kind of buy in on launch because, like, you don't want the narrative again that they're fumbling right out of the gate. Right. Like, that was the whole exactly, thing yeah. around the beginning of the last generation was that Xbox screwed its E3 conference. They backpedaled, they changed their vision and they were forever on the back foot in throughout the last generation. Like they need to have, and I bet you they're willing to spend money for third party stuff um, to be coming to game pass day and date because like they need it. They've proven that they do want to spend the money on it by buying Ninja Theory and by buying Obsidian and by buying Double Fine. They're buying up these third parties to make exclusive games that will all be available in Game Pass. And they can't buy every company, but I definitely think that they could spend the money to have a company like put it up on Game Pass. Yeah. And um, I've, I'm, if that works, then I actually could see Microsoft having a stronger launch than Sony even without halo uh but it's gonna price is gonna matter a lot on that and like bundling with game pass I, is gonna matter a lot too i don't know if they're gonna have a stronger launch but i think that they could have a comparable launch i think it could be enough to get them on even footing out the gate um and I, i'm really really curious so from what we know about they, this they can fall, get call of duty if they can get call of duty i i think that actually seals it um do we know if Call of Duty and Sony are still in bed together? Oh yeah, they, they were this past like generation Warzone and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. Money talks. Maybe Microsoft offered them enough money. That's pretty much all Activision will. I mean, most of them. That's all they care about. So, so I'm just looking uh, here. I'm just looking here, and I feel like. Uh, I'm looking at October and I'm looking at November and in terms of like the big games that are coming around that time will be Crash 4, uh, Star Wars Squadrons, Watch Dogs Legion, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Cyberpunk 2077. From those, Darren, what do you think is the most likely to end up on Game Pass? 
Cyberpunk. day and date this fall. Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah, I that'll actually be a big one. completely agree with you. They're already doing like custom controllers and stuff and a custom console. Cyberpunk um, keeps showing up on Microsoft's press conferences and not Sony's. Yeah, I would be flabbergasted if they actually get Cyberpunk because that could be reason enough for people to pick up an Xbox this 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 fall. Cyberpunk right? get it'll be interesting cuz this generation more than all the other Sony Microsoft generations uh they're starting off it's like actually no that's a lie because with Xbox One and PS I was going to say they started off with much different business models which is a complete lie uh, because the last generation, they start off with totally different business models. It's just that Microsoft business model for Xbox One just crashed and burned out the gate with Kinect and uh, always online. Um, but this time they're starting off with very different business models that actually sound good for different reasons. Right, because the PlayStation is all about like, we love generations. Like anything that you're going to be playing on the PS5, you're going to be playing it on the PS5, right? Like they're, they basically said still stuff is still going to come to PS4, but our focus is now the PS5, right? Well, Xbox is taking the polar opposite approach of play anywhere, right? Like you buy the game once, you're going to be able to play it anywhere you go. And X and Cyberpunk is already supporting that on Xbox. So like, I can't see it being a huge stretch for them to get Cyberpunk. Um, and I also think there is a world where Assassin's Creed follows suit. I think that has some Sony exclusive DLC. Does it? Not sure though. I, I think the previous Assassin's Creed had some exclusive stuff. I also just don't play Assassin's Creed anymore, so I could be talking completely out my ass right now. Which, to be fair, is kind of what I do most of the time, anyways. So we're all good. Yeah, I'm just trying to check now. I don't see anything off of the drop, but mm. you never know. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, I, I I think I think you're right there, and I think we kind of hit it there. That I, I think that Xbox is definitely going to depend on price and how how willing it is to give up Game Pass for free mm. for the first little bit. Um, and I mean, you can already get it for a dollar for like the first month or whatever. I can't see them being like, we gotta we gotta not do this. I, I think they do have to do something. I agree. Let's let's move on, Darren. Let's move on to other things that we know are coming. Um, there's some news that we're going to touch on this week, and we're going to start with DC Fandom because Fandom, which was DC's Fandome. event that happened, Fandom, which was their DC's event that took place over uh, this past weekend, where they essentially announced a whole bunch of DC movie stuff, DC game stuff, and what we got, we we got two big game announcements, Darren, that people have been waiting for. Uh, let's start with Batman Gotham Knights. This is coming from IGN, by the way, of Jonathan Dornbush. Um, at DC Fandom, WB announced Gotham Knights, a new Batman game from Batman Arkham Origins dev WB Games Montreal, and promised a new take on the Batman universe, as players won't be playing as the Dark Knight himself. So you'll be able to play as either Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood, or Robin. Uh, in the trailer, Batman's apparently dead, and you'll be able to play this game... Uh, either single player or cooperatively online. It's coming in 2021 for PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, Darren, I want to know, what did you think of the trailer? What do you think of, of Gotham Knights? Very conflicted. 
very conflicted on Gotham Knights. Um, conflicted on both of them, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, the reason I'm conflicted about both of them is that both seem to be multiplayer focused. Um, and like I was hoping for some kind of single player uh, DC game. Like some kind of continuation of the uh, themes and formula of the Arkham games, not necessarily with Batman, but some kind of big single player thing. So maybe that's just my expectations. And I, I just think that we have too many multiplayer focused games that kind of ruin the design a bit. This is what I can see about Gotham Knights is that it looks like they're trying to take the Arkham formula, fitting it to a multiplayer focus. Yeah. I have some hope for it because it's only two player co-op. And when you have two player co-op, can like design them to uh scenarios to be uh less chaotic than if you had four players running around right so you can definitely tell that there's still gonna be some kind of like missing and stuff going on um and i have more hopes for it to be more fun single player if it's only two player co-op uh but i don't like levels i don't like enemies having like levels above their heads and like right. having to like get experience like you leveled up in the arkham games but it was to like get yourself some skills and abilities the enemies didn't get like stronger at level 10 or anything like that it's just like you got more features um and yeah because they did say this is going to be one of those situations yeah this this seemed like this is going to be a situation where they said like the enemy scale is you scale right which is probably just means they're going to take more hits and hit harder yeah Um, and I don't know. I, I I think it looks good, um, and I am more optimistic for it than Suicide Squad. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it looks fine. Also, the story is super confusing because it's not related to the Arkham games, even though it looks to be playing like the Arkham games and following think... some plot points from the Arkham games. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be a continuation. But... Is it not? It's not. No, it's not. They've confirmed that it's not in the same universe as the Arkham games. Really? The Suicide Squad game is in the same universe as the, the Arkham Suicide games. Suicide Squad one is. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Which is super uh, confusing because it looks like it should be opposite. Right. And like, what I want to ask you is, is in Gotham Knights, is Batman dead? Do you really think he's dead? Or there's a lot of speculation that is like, he's actually been brainwashed by the Court of Owls and you're going to have to fight him and turn him good again. And then you'll have Batman f- towards the end of the game. I don't like that idea, uh, but I'm also not 100% against it if it's done right. If they do it right, I'm open to it, but like, I actually think that Batman being dead is one of the cool story things that could like define the game. See, for me, like I, I think he's so very obviously not dead that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I don't like it when superhero stuff handle shit like this where like main character is dead deal with it but wait he's not dead and like that's such a common thing with with superhero anything superhero related so like it's not gotham knights specifically like their fault for doing it it's just that like it's been done and overdone so many times that like if he's not dead and that's what they're going with it fine but like yeah uh, i think there's a higher chance of him sorry i think there's a, a higher chance of him not being dead that there is of Captain America being dead in the Avengers game. <laughs> like, I right, could see that actually, like, going. Avengers is like, Cap's dead, but also you can get costumes for him. 
Yeah. Also, like... you can play as Cap. How? Though he's dead. Yeah, I don't like Avengers doing oh. it either. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Gotham Knights left me whelmed. It didn't really do anything for me in either way. I wasn't disappointed by it. I wasn't hyped on it. It does look pretty, and maybe I'll get more stoked yeah. on it the more we see of it. But eh, big eh. I actually had a much better reaction to Suicide Squad um, than I did to Gotham Knights. And again, I'm going to pull from um, IGN here from Jesse Wade. Suicide Squad, during a panel at DC FanDome on Saturday, the main characters for Rocksteady's upcoming game, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, were revealed along with the announcement trailer. The four main characters are Harley Quinn, King Shark, Deadshot, and Captain Boomerang. Uh, I actually really liked the trailer as far as like a CG trailer goes. Um, I thought it was funny. I thought it like the the writing looked like it was going to be fun, and like the characters themselves seemed like they're going to be interesting, at least in terms of their writing. Um, yeah. The one that stood out to me was Harley Quinn. Her voice bothered me. Uh, Off, even though it's the same voice actress doing it. Yeah, it's Tara. It's it's Tara Strong, but like, I'm. It seems like the direction that they gave her is is odd. Like. She sounded incredible on so many for so many years, and it just this she seemed off. But the it was just a CG trailer, so we didn't see anything remotely close to gameplay. But this is again supposed to be a cooperative experience where you work with up to four players to to and it's it's a third person shooter, so that's what that is. Um, that's why I'm so much less excited, <laughs> yeah. I I would I have faith in in Rocksteady, but. Like I liked the trailer more for this than I did for Gotham Knights. Um, yeah, sure, but I yeah, I but, think the yeah, trailer. Like, that's about it. Um, it doesn't yeah. look like it's gonna be, at least in terms of like how it's gonna play. I guarantee you, it's gonna be fighting hordes of those zombie things that they were fighting. Trailer. Yeah. Like the Probably. Justice League will be like some random bosses, and it's gonna be some weird mission-based thing. You can't design a four-player co-op game without having to fight hordes of something, and I think that's like a really weird choice for Suicide Squad. Yeah, like it seems like this speculation that it's like a Brainiac story, and if he's taking control of the Justice League and stuff, so that's why you're pretty much guaranteed based on like the what the ship looked like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, Um, I don't know. I just think that, and there's apparently rumors as well that this game is like two, at least two years out. This does not seem to be going to be ready anytime soon i think not showing the gameplay probably helps solidify that fact rocksteady has apparently had well, a tumultuous few 20 2022 is what they announced at the end of the trailer right so then it is at least two years out for sure and i, I would be surprised <laughs> if, it slips, if it slips farther than that because like they've had a tumultuous few years of like they were working on superman that got canned then they started working on justice league that got canned and now they're on suicide squad um yeah. we'll see we'll see what the hell comes from this game in in many years time uh the last bit of news there and that i want to talk about before we before we close out is fortnite versus apple epic versus apple there is a huge fight going on in our tech land space and i don't feel good about either side of it nope not a bit so basically for anyone who's unaware i'm going to be pulling from a number of articles here from ign um there's one by adam bankhurst another by Matt TM Kim and the third by Wesley LeBlanc. Um, And they're all related to Fortnite versus Apple. But basically what's happened is Epic's now picked a fight with Apple. Um, Apple has their store policies where they cannot have any third party payment forms 
on their store, meaning that if you buy something on Apple, period, if it, whether it's directly to the App Store or through another game, it all goes through Apple, meaning they get a cut. And that cut is 30%. And that's common with Google as well. They also have a 30% cut. This has had a lot, a lot, a lot of criticism over the last few years is because of how much money it takes away from developers and from people who are actually trying to make money off these platforms. Um, and essentially, Epic went ahead and said, you know what, fuck this. And they put in a direct payment method on Fortnite without any sort of approval. And it looked something like, for example, like a thousand V-Bucks or whatever exactly the currency runs at was like $9.99 if you bought it through the Apple Store, but it was $6.99 if you bought it through the Epic Games, whatever. And Apple did not take kindly to that. They went ahead and banned Fortnite. Uh, Google followed suit and uh, Fortnite is is off Apple devices and I'm pretty sure Android as well. And yeah, it's off the Android store. It's just with Android because it's an open platform. Uh, it's not on the it, Google yeah. Play Store, but you can still play it on Android. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and basically, it scaled even further than that with, uh, you know, Fortnite and Epic releasing this really cheeky trailer of like them basically calling Apple like 1984 style, this Orwellian. Yeah. Parodied the uh, famous Apple can uh, they pa- they parodied the famous Apple uh, commercial from 1980 something, of yeah yeah, yeah. Of thing. Um, and essentially now there's there's a huge legal battle going because Epic suing them, Epic suing Apple and Google, and they're basically trying they they say fight for the little guy, um, and let you know more more you know like basically third-party support in in terms of different payment structures on 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 mobile because apple and google really do have a huge reign or monopoly apple's basically said well no fuck you um they started to take away any epic related development tools as well so basically hurting anybody who develops on unreal right yeah and exactly it's it, it's a whole kerfuffle because like, you know, that only hurts indie devs and the kind of up, the few updates that we've had um, was that there was a judge that basically said too bad Apple, you have to let the development tool stay while Fortnite. Sorry, Darren. That's, I, I was just curious. Is that actually what happened? So like Apple has to, yeah. is forced to keep unreal tools going. Yes, because they said that that's bullshit. They, he did say that Fortnite, there's no reason for them to put it back because they very clearly violated their terms and conditions. But going as so far as to bend development tools is too far. And the judge basically said that Apple has to play ball with that. Uh, and now Epic has gone ahead and turned it into an actual Fortnite event. There's, a, there's an event in Fortnite called uh, hashtag, there's a free Fortnite cup which celebrates the quest for one more victory royale with friends across all platforms. And they were basically trying to get people hashtagging it and stuff. And there's this whole thing. And basically they're they're still going at it. And, and Microsoft has now backed Epic and so has things like Spotify basically being like, you know, this is bullshit because now Microsoft has gotten banned. Like they can't bring xCloud over onto Apple. And it's basically a huge fight between billion dollar companies. Uh, and Darren, I, I want to know your thoughts on this because while I do think that their 30% cut is bullshit, I feel like the way that Epic's Games handling this has this almost like philanthropic effort to like fight for the little guys also 
kind of bullshit. Like, I do think they care, but at the same time, it is definitely monetary. Uh, I wanted to oh, know yeah. what your, your thoughts on this whole situation. It makes me sick. It makes me, like, sick. Um, like, I think... Yeah, both companies can just go jump off a cliff. Like if they if they were real, I would tell them, "You see that cliff over there? Just just take your legs, jump off it, and don't come back." Just Wiley um, Coyote that shit. Wiley Coyote that cliff. Um, because obviously, yeah, what Apple's doing has been a point of a frustration for years. Like thirty percent cut, I think, is just far too high, uh, and Apple does it because they can. Um, right. And same with Google. They do it because they can, because they already have so much money like, and their platforms are so big that people need to play ball. Um, and so that should be changed. Uh, but Epic's doing it in like the slimiest way possible. I think it's sickening that they're basically trying to, because let, let, like, let's be honest, like the people that play Fortnite, there's a wide range of age groups, but Fortnite, I feel, really appeals and is targeted towards children children playing this game and they're essentially children teenagers yeah a younger demographic they are they are trying to recruit this younger demographic to fight their battle for them the guys that they are doing something that's morally right um that part makes me sick because this billion dollar company is trying to get people to fight their battles for them and pretending that they're they're all good because they're not good. They were uh, great now that the judge said that they have to play ball and they have to keep those like Unreal Engine tools running. But Epic was willing to put that on the line and put indie developers basically out of a job over this fight. And yeah. they wouldn't be doing this fight if it wasn't to make money. They're doing this because it benefits them. It makes them more money. They don't care about anybody else. They just want more money. They're a company. See, for me, I do think part of it is that they do think it's bullshit. And like I think they do think it's bullshit on a larger scale than just them. Because like they've they've been super user like dev dev friendly. Like they're cut on the Epic Game Stores on something like 13%. So it is much lower than Steam, but it is much lower than things. So like sure. I do think there is like maybe 25% of it that I think they do at least care a little bit. But it what what's what's baffling is because like they had it ready to go, right? Like they had the ad mm-hmm. ready. They had the, they implemented in game, essentially knowing, like you said, that they were going to get banned and that things could escalate, right? Like they were yeah. planning this for a while. And like, they tried to be civil about it first. There are emails that essentially like, that are in the court cases that Apple basically came out and said like, well, they wanted special treatment. They wanted us to only do it for them. And Tim Sweeney over at Epic basically be like, no, these emails are in the public sphere because they're part of the court case and you can actually see in the emails them basically being like we would want you to be basically have an open mind to us and others right they basically were saying from the beginning even before this was public that they did want they were advocating for more than just themselves but i think you're 100 percent right that like the reason this all started was because they want more dollars right they want more v bucks in their own pockets (laughs) because it could just be I mean, it could just be marketing speak. Like, yeah, sure, they can say that they want this for others too. Like, 
your basic intentions could be like it's it's a corporation it's a billion dollar corporation i i don't believe for a second that they actually truly care uh what happens to other companies maybe some of the people at these companies care as a whole company does not like 40 percent of it's owned by 10 cent yeah, yeah, yeah which is a, a, like a chinese company and they have consumer have consumer friendly practices sometimes their 12 percent cut much better than every other platform on the market but we got to remember when that platform started if you wanted on it you had to be exclusive epic would not let you on that platform unless you signed exclusivity with them so yeah. like if you were a new game coming yeah yeah, yeah. If you're a new game coming, yeah. So yeah. their their consumer friendliness only extends so far. And one other thing that I wanted to say that also makes me really upset at Epic, and I don't want I don't want this to come off like I'm defending Apple because I absolutely hate Apple too. I think they're just as bad in this situation. I am not picking a side because both sides smell like manure. Suck. Yeah. Um, but Epic also, um, I think in a year. And social justice has been such a big issue. A year where there have been so many problems for the black community and for the virus. And uh, like during this election in the United States and everything, so many important social justice issues that Epic is trying to turn this, they're trying to equate themselves. Like this is a social justice issue that's worth caring about. Like don't let, 20 the, in the tagline of their commercial being like don't let 2020 become 1984 like you're equating yourself to this is just as important as an issue in 2020 as those other issues and that's just gross yeah that's that's something that i was thinking about as well because they, they're trying to get people hashtag and they're trying to people to basically get people talking about this and like in in a time where literally we had another black man shot by police officers just a few days ago, right? Where, mm -hmm. where Black Lives Matter has been, you know, something that people have been viciously fighting for this year in a time mm -hmm. when cops are doing more and more to, to put people, you know, in bars mm -hmm. and fucking in the ground. Like for mm -hmm. them to step up and be like, let's also leave a little bit of air for us, right? Like they yeah. didn't have to do this now. And like I think good on them for for starting a fight, but like this did not have time. to happen now. This did not have to happen this year. No, nobody would have suffered the next six months if Epic had kept their mouths shut. It's just like why take energy and why take anything away from uh, and from Black Lives Matter from people, you know, for, like you said, from the election, from the virus. Why now? And like something that you mentioned, Darren, that's something I hadn't thought about was this thing of like you said like they probably knew that apple was going to take development tools away and i really genuinely wonder if they just thought that you know it was a calculated risk like would apple call their bluff kind of thing um because like sure 30 percent's a big cut but that's a lot better than no cut at all yeah so exactly i i think apple like i've hated apple for a long time i think they can get fucked i think their business practices yeah. are like entirely predatory I just think it's nothing new and not to make that sound okay, but it's not something that this isn't a fight that needed to happen now. Um, we'll keep you guys posted as, as it continues, because I'm, I'm sure there's going to be more coming from it. Uh, but yeah, it's just gross. It's gross all around and it didn't need to happen now. It stinks.
stinks. Stinks real bad. Well, Darren, as we promised, we ran long. Uh, just oh, like always, when it, when it, when it's when it's the boys, when it's the boys hanging out, we 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 go long, Darren. We go hard. Let's go long. So let's let's call it here. Um, catch more reaction stuff coming very very soon with Gamescom opening night coming and a supposed direct. We'll have more content for you guys very very soon. Uh, we also will have a Fall Guys uh, BOB Games episode launching very very soon. So keep your eyes peeled for that as well. Please continue to support, like, subscribe, share, tell all of your friends about this podcast. Check us out on Facebook at the Burnout Brighter Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at Burnout Brighter or Burnout Brighter Games. You can find us on anywhere on there. We really, really appreciate all the love and support. And Darren, can you believe we're almost at a year? We're almost at a year of doing podcast. Can't actually genuinely can't believe it. That's ridiculous to me. Yeah. You're lying. Right. Stop lying. I hate you. You're right, I lied. It's actually been seven years. The podcast has been dead the whole time. God damn it. I left the stove on. Punked you. Punked you so hard. But yeah, oh. please, guys, again, send us everywhere. We really appreciate all the love and support. Destiny will be back very, very soon to help rein us in because God knows we need it. Darren, <laughs> is there anything left that you want to say? No, I think we everything that was laid bare as now needs new clothes. I agree. And sometimes, and sometimes when, when, when you need bears, you also, if you, if you go for the bear, expect the claws is, is how the saying goes. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Darren, say bye. I said it better myself. We'll catch you very, very soon. Peace out. We are going to start, as always, by, well, first, oh, my God, Lilo.